Hey everyone, welcome or welcome back to the Brave Church Podcast, and thanks for listening. At the end of this talk, please take a moment to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook or Instagram, where you can get even more connected to what's going on in our community. But most importantly, we hope the following talk inspires you to take your next step in finding or following Jesus. Good morning, church family. Love you guys. Um, I guess we all had kind of a busy week. <laughs> some of you know what I'm talking about. Um, some of us had babies. Some of us challenged people to fights. Um, uh, <laughs> praise God that I'm an imperfect man serving a perfect God. Um, they deserved it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, Lord, thank you. Oh, my goodness. Um, when I was driving in this morning, um, I was thinking about uh, baby Mia, and just uh, I just wanted us to take a minute and just think about this for a second. She has a, a, a dad and a mom who love the Lord. Um, she has grandparents that love God, that serve them with all their heart, and that is a blessed young woman. Um, she is going to get raised in the Word of God. She's going to learn how to worship. She's going to learn how to read. She's going to learn how to study. And nowadays, that's rare. And so I just wanted to take a second and just think about how awesome God is for that little young, young one to be blessed in that situation. Because not everybody has that situation. And so Mia, we know, just starting off, man, she's already highly favored and blessed, man. That's awesome. Um, I have a great, great word for us that I cannot wait to share with you. And uh, I'm going to be very vulnerable, as I always am. And I'm going to challenge you, as I always do. So uh, we're going to have a great time. Um, a lot of... Uh, a lot of what I want to say today um, has to do with claiming what is already yours. You see, what Jesus did for us on the cross and then rising from, from the grave uh, allowed us a relationship with God, um, one that no other religion has, a living God. And uh, I think that that's something worth celebrating, something worth praising and worshiping. I think that that's something uh, that is worth glorifying and talking about. I'm going to share with you just a little bit um, about some imperfect people, and then I'm going to share with you about a perfect God. Is that okay? Yeah. All right, cool, because um, I'm one of them. And, uh, and like I said, I'm going to be very vulnerable and honest with you. Um, I don't have it all figured out. Um, sometimes when um, you know, people are standing on stage or things like that, sometimes we get way too much credit. Um, and I'm here to tell you that I am not perfect by any stretch of the means. I'm trying to you know, uh, basically stand on the same level as you, because that's where we're all at. We're all just running after God. Uh, we're all in different directions. We're all at different levels of it, but we're all running after the same God, and we all just want to learn how to find him and follow him better. Amen? And so as I was praying and uh, as Pastor Darren texted me, um, and, you know, he asked me, um, hey, can you, can you preach this Sunday? And I had nothing planned. I said, absolutely, yes. <laughs> Every time. Because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve his vision. I'm here to serve his dream for our church. And I'm here to just uh, love on you guys as much as I can with the word of God that uh, he's put in me. Um, and so I said, absolutely. When I said absolutely, um, obviously I was in the middle of something <laughs> um, that everyone wants to talk about, I guess. And it was about someone trying to destroy my character. Again, thousands of people talk about how I throw a football. You're probably one of them. Um, <laughs> Derek is one of them when I skip a pass or I miss him when he's open. He's probably one of them. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was open. I know. I'm sorry. I was getting hit. Um, <laughs> uh, but 
One thing that I've learned this week is this, is that I don't have to fight God's battles that he's already won. Um, if I've learned anything this week, uh, my strength, my power, my will, my might can only do so much. God's power, his strength, his might can do everything. And what is so awesome about that is that as an imperfect person, I've learned this, is that when you serve a perfect God, he likes to correct you also. You know, I've said this before many times. We love saying, oh, I, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We love the Savior part because when I'm an idiot, he saves me from being an idiot. But when he's my Lord, he disciplines me, corrects me, and gets things and prunes things out of my life that I sometimes want to hold on to in my flesh, like wanting to fight somebody, okay? What he was doing with me this week um, was showing me this, is if you hear anything today, is God has already won the battles that you want to fight. He's already won them. Jesus has already conquered the grave. He's already conquered sin. He's already conquered death. If we would just let him do that in our lives, if we would just rest in his hands, we would realize and find that at the end of the day, Jesus wins. I think we've seen Jesus win in our lives. Amen. Have you seen it? Because I have. If you haven't, you'll see it today. I promise. Good. There's seven of you that's seen Jesus win. <laughs> Seven's number of completion. So we'll complete everybody in this room by the end. Seriously, though, how many of you have seen Jesus win in your life? I have, in somebody else's life. Maybe you're envious. Who knows? Maybe you've seen him win in someone else's life, not yours. He's going to win in yours today. I promise you. Because that's what he does. And so I had somebody, um, and I'll remain nameless, <laughs> uh, uh, attack my character. And this has been some of the two hardest years of my life because there's been a lot of things that have been out of certain control and uh, you just kind of got to bite the bullet. They just as a professional athlete, you're just supposed to bite the bullet and just anyone can say whatever they want about you because it's freedom of speech, freedom of press, and they can say whatever they want. And you're just supposed to take it. You know what I mean? And I was like, as an athlete, how am I just supposed to take it? Like, whenever someone's trying to fight me, I'm going to fight them back. And so what I did is I lashed out and I challenged someone to an octagon fight, okay? Meaning I was trying to be funny. At the same time, I was kind of 98% serious, because <laughs> they attack my character and I am all about standing up for the truth. I'm a stand up for it. And I, I, I was like, no, I'm right. I'm trying to make it righteous. I'm trying to make it right. Right. I was like, no, I'm right. Even though I, I really was right. Like at the end of the day, I was right. How many of you know, like when you get in an argument with your wife and you're really right, it doesn't matter. You're going to lose. Right. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Hands. There's more hands for that. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. And in this moment, <laughs> in this moment, uh, I was like, no, I'm defending what is right. You know, you can say what you want about football, but you start talking about another man's character. Now it's personal. And I, I, I did this thing and I, I, I said these things and I didn't do it in a bad way. I said it with a great heart and I was trying to be nice about it. But at the same time, let them know that I'm more of a man than them. <laughs> That'll you'll get some of that on your way home. maybe. And, uh, and as I was doing this, I did it, and I just I felt completely wrong uh, when I was doing it. And uh, it blew up. They've been talking about it for a week now. I, I gave ESPN their money this week. Um, and uh, it is what it is. I paid their light bill uh, for at least an hour. And what I realized is this. After I did it, I felt shameful. I felt regret. I don't know how many of you have ever done something where you felt shameful. Um, you felt regret. Um, you felt um, not good enough. 
Um, so when Pastor Darren texted me, the first feelings that I got were, absolutely, I'll do it, absolutely. And then my next feelings as I you know, went into prayer were, I was like, I, I, was, I felt ashamed. Like, why me? I don't even deserve to stand there. Like, what, why would he put this clown on stage? Um, and and I, I just sat there and he said, and God reminded me of this. He said, uh, he said Derek, uh, it's not man that qualifies you, it's me. And he said, uh, it, it doesn't matter what a man has to say because as I would get on my Twitter, now I got people saying, this man claims he's a Christian. They're writing articles. This man claims he's a Christian. I'm like, yeah, this is like the perfect gospel moment ever. Like, I am imperfect. Like, if, if my life doesn't show you a desperate need for a savior, I don't know whose does. And I said, uh, and I sat there and I just felt shame and I felt this regret and I felt this overwhelming sense of like this like sadness over my life. <laughs> Because I did not feel worthy enough to even stand up here because I know that like everyone gets to see my faults on a national stage. If we put all your faults on a national stage, we'd laugh at you too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we would love you and hug you. Um, but as I'm sitting there and I'm praying, I, I felt the shame and uh, <laughs> I, had my, I had my mentor screenshot my tweet and send it to me. He said, this is not what we're about. And so now I feel even worse, okay? I mean, I am feeling terrible about myself. But then, probably about tw- 10 hours later, he, uh, he gives me a call and he says, Derek, if you give the devil one day, he's going to try and take two. Don't let him have that second day. I was sad. I wasn't even wanting to play with my kids. Like, I was just, I just wanted to sit in my room and do nothing, to be honest with you, because I just felt so ashamed that I would even, even though I was trying to defend what was right, um, I was trying to fight God's battle, and I don't need to do that because he already won it. And uh, did you know that um, I'm going to pull this scripture up for you as I, as I do that. Uh, my wife texts me. That's good. She's good. I'm going to pull this up for you. My wife gave me this, uh, this scripture this week. It says in uh, Isaiah 66, verse 9, it says, Would I ever bring this nation to the point of birth and then not deliver it? Ask the Lord, No. I would never keep this nation from being born, says God. And then as, as she sent me that, he said, there's, uh, there's pain with childbirth. <laughs> there, there's pain when, when I'm trying to do a new thing. Sometimes there's pain before it happens. And these two years of pain have been hard for my heart because I've just let people say whatever they want about our team, about my coaches, about people I care about. And I, I've wanted to fight that fight just personally. This is my life we're talking about. And I've wanted to fight that fight for everybody. And finally, I tried to do it. And then God said, man. Would you just rest in my arms and just know that I got this? Would you just rest and just understand that who cares what anybody says? What do I say about you? You see, in the Bible, when Jesus goes to the desert, he, uh, he's tempted by the devil. You guys, you guys read that before? Um, if you haven't, it's a good one, I promise. They're all good. Um, so you should probably check it out. It's in your Bible. <laughs> they got them on smartphones and stuff now. Uh, but with that said... He goes out to the to the um, he goes out to the desert and he's tempted by the devil and the devil uh, says if you are the son of God then A B and C he gives him like three different times if you are the son of God throw yourself off this mountain surely the angels will catch you if you are the son of God have this stone turned to bread so that you may have food to eat and Jesus answers back 
quick-wittedly as he is smart and wisdom and discernment every time. But here's the funny thing. The chapter before that, Jesus is baptized and he comes out of the water and he says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. A voice from heaven says that. You see, God said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. He didn't let the world tell him who he was. He already knew who he was because of what God said. God had told him, this is my beloved son. So it doesn't matter what the world has to say about your, um, your problems or your issues. It doesn't matter what your, even a family member has to say about what you've been through or you're this or you're that or even a friend or someone you may care about a lot. People are going to let you down sometimes. But what does matter is what God has to say. You are his beloved child in whom he's already well pleased. You haven't done anything yet. If you follow Christ, if you are a son or a daughter of Christ, he's already pleased with you. He already loves you. He already has a plan for you. And he already has a whole vision and a dream laid out for you if you would just let him have it. Amen? And so I want to share this with you. Uh, I want to share a couple people with you. Okay? I've, I've, I've let my stuff out there. Obviously, I'm not at all a perfect person. But I'm going to tell you uh, a little bit about some people uh, from some stories in the Bible. Okay? Uh, Noah, Noah was a drunk. Abraham was too old. Jacob was a liar. Leah was ugly. Jesus was, or Joseph was abused. Moses was a stutterer and wanted for murder. Gideon was afraid. Samson had long hair, right? People have weird things to say about people, right? And was a womanizer. Rahab was a hoe. <laughs> Read your Bible. <laughs> Jeremiah and Timothy was too, uh, too young. David had an affair and was a murderer. Elijah was suicidal. Isaiah preached naked. Now that would be something, Pastor Darren. <laughs> that would be something. That would blow Twitter up. The, the naked preacher. All right. Jo- Jonah ran from God. Job went bankrupt. Peter denied Christ. The Samaritan woman divorced five times. Zacchaeus was too small. Paul was too religious. Lazarus was dead. God doesn't call the qualified he qualifies the called and I'm going to share with you something that blessed my life big time this week when I read this passage that I'm going to read with you and teach to you a little bit you see I thank God that it's not man that calls or qualifies me it's our heavenly father who calls and qualifies you as well see he has a job sent out for you and it's you know what it is it's every day you wake up it's being a mom or a dad or a son or a daughter, um, wherever you work, it's there. It's where whatever grocery store, it's there. I believe that you are sent everywhere on purpose. And it's up to us to either do it right or screw it up. <laughs> and if we would just obey the instructions that God gives us, rest in his arms, we can claim everything that he has for us. Because I got some good news too. I've shared some, some downer moments a little bit, but I got some good news as well. Are you guys good with that? I'm going to share some things that the Bible has to teach us. In Genesis 15, okay, I'm going to talk about Abram, okay, the Lord's covenant with Abram. Okay, afterward, Yahweh spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Yahweh, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son since I don't have a son, Eliezer of Damascus, uh, a servant in my household, will inherit my wealth. You have given me no children, so one of my servants will have to be my heir. Then Yahweh said to him, No, your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own to inherit everything I am giving you. 
That's a promise that God just made. You guys hear that? I'm going to read some promises off that are also in the Bible for all of us. Okay, but right here, he gives a promise that, no, 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 it won't be your servant. Okay, it's not going to be your servant that inherits your, th- uh, your kingdom or your throne, whatever it is, your land. Sorry. It's going to be your own son. He didn't have a son. Didn't even have a son that looked like it was coming in the future. Okay, my wife is pregnant. I know that I have a son coming in the future. My poor wife is going to have three boys. Pray for her and me. Okay. Speaking of that, pause. The other night, I had my first, like, I'm the dad moment, not the cool guy. I was walking down the hall at like 10 o'clock, and they were supposed to be asleep, and all of a sudden I hear my oldest. We put them in the same room now, and, uh, and I hear him, hurry, hey, be quiet, dad's coming, dad's coming. And then as soon as I walk in the door, he throws the covers over his head, and he's laying there like he's asleep. I was like, I'm really not the cool guy anymore, man. Like this, <laughs> this stinks. I'm like, oh man, I'm my dad now. Like you try, I'm trying to, they're trying to keep stuff from me. Like I tried to keep it from him. Oh my goodness. It broke my heart. So pray for me. Uh, but that's good. Healthy fear is good. Oh man. Just kidding. Then the Lord brought Abram outside beneath the night sky and told him, look up into the heavens and count the stars if you can. If you can. Your descendants will be like that. Too many to count. Again, another promise. Okay, another promise. Okay, God has promised us a lot of things. He's promised us health in some of our bodies. He's promised us peace in our life. He's promised us grace. He's promised us that the devil will flee from us if we would just call on Jesus' name. There's a whole bunch of promises the Bible has for us that some of us haven't clinged on to yet. See, there was peace promised to me that I didn't cling to yet. There was peace promised to me that I haven't really grasped yet because I wouldn't just obey, just continue to obey even when it was hard, just continue to obey and rest in his arms until he said, hey, that's it. I'm going to have the final say. You see, I tried to do it on my own. Anybody try to do it on their own and just try and fix things? How many of you got into an argument with your spouse or someone you love and you tried to fix it on your own without praying? How did that work out? It didn't work out good for me. I lost. I don't know about you, but I didn't win that one. Okay, because you end up saying something that has nothing to do with anything, and now you're mad at that for three days. I don't let it go that long. But you understand what I'm saying. You see, when we try and do things on our own strength or on our own accord, we usually screw it up. Even when it's the hardest to just let God work. This week was the hardest for me to let God work, and I failed the test. There's been many times I've passed the test, but I'm telling you about the time I failed it because I know some of you have failed tests also and we're all in this thing together. Amen. Amen. And so it goes on right here. Uh, There'll be too many to count. And Abram believed God. Abram believed God. He took God at his word and believed him. Some of the first things that we need to understand when you need that breakthrough in peace or grace or in a relationship or in a friendship or a job opening or whatever it is. Some of the first things we need to learn is we need to remember what God has already promised us. And we not only need to remember it, we need to believe it. You see, there was this one time I went to pray uh, for a lot. I've been trying to pray for a lot of people, but there was this one time I went to pray for someone and and they came forward and they believed it with everything in them that they were going to be healed. I stood right here actually and prayed for this young man. He said, he said, something told me that I needed to come up here. and I believe that God can do it. And we prayed and nothing happened to his physical body. But his heart that day changed forever. 
He said, I felt God speak to me for like the first time. I said, what? I said, I said, if that's all you get for the rest of your life, praise God, because now you can hear his voice. Now the creator of heaven, you know he's real. And now imagine the, uh, the platform that you have to go tell people that you have a God that is real and alive, especially in the Bay Area. You see, he believed with everything in him. That doesn't mean he's going to fix exactly what you want him to fix. That just means he's going to fix exactly what he needs to fix. He needed to fix that young man's heart that day. And that young man is off now doing awesome things for God because he knows how to hear his voice now. Because he said he sat in his chair and felt something different speak to him. He sat in that chair that day and felt that, no, this is new. I need to get up. I've had plenty of doctors. I've had plenty of people tell me things. No, this is new. And he got up and he came down and nothing happened to his physical body, but his heart changed forever. There was another moment where uh, I prayed. I prayed for a teammate of mine. I've told you this, I think. Um, and he, his knee was hurting and we prayed over him and all of these things. And it ended up getting a little better. And he's like, man, this is awesome. And we kept praying going in. And he's like, no, man, I'm good. I promise. He texted me when he got to his hotel room. He said, with every step, it felt better. Yeah, that was cool. He said, but my heart changed forever, man. I know God can heal. Imagine the people that he's going to interact with in his life that God may tell him to pray for someone for healing. He knows that he can do it. He now serves a God, okay, and lives for a God that knows that those things can happen because his heart changed that day. You see, some of us need some heart transplants, <laughs> some literally, some figuratively. I needed one big time this week, you see, because there are still things that God was trying to prune off in my life. But I believe in a God that can set you free. I know it without a doubt. Am I the only one? I can't be. How many know that God can set you free from whatever it is you're struggling with? Amen. We serve a God that does that and wants to do that. Not just on a Sunday, but every single day of your life. Sometimes we come to church on Sunday like, Woo, God, Holy Spirit, Jesus. And then we go to the restaurant or the grocery store and we completely forget like, that we can actually pray for people and see things happen. I know I'm the same way. I can't be the only one. Come on. Am I the only one? No, thank you for being honest. I love honesty and truth tellers. But Abram, okay, replied, Oh, sovereign Lord, how can I be sure you will give it to me? Okay, how many times have you questioned God? Anybody? Come on, I love to interact. Come on. How many people have questioned God? Oh my goodness, I have. We just won four games. What is going on? I thought, I thought it was supposed to change last year. What the heck? I thought it was going to be better. Coach Gruden and stuff, you know? And uh, man, it didn't happen. I've questioned a lot of things. He's questioning, God, how do I know? Please tell me, because I, I can't do it on my own. So please tell me, how is this possible? I don't know, because he couldn't see it in his own eyes. He didn't have that son, right? We just talked about that. He didn't even have the foreseeable future, uh, a son in his foreseeable future. Then Yahweh told him, bring me a three-year-old heifer, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. We got some in the back for everybody, so don't, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Abram took all these and he killed them. He cut one each down the middle, laid the half side by side. He did not, however, divide the birds in half. That's important. He didn't divide the birds in half. Just glad the Bible told us that. Okay. Some vultures came down to eat the carcasses, but Abram chased them away. That evening, now here we go. That evening, as the sun was going down, Abram fell into a deep sleep. Okay, there is a rhythm going on here. 
there was a promise given. Okay, are we good? Everyone with me? Amen? Okay, there was a promise given that he would, his sons would inherit the land, and then his descendants would be too many for him to count, right? We saw that. Okay, then the next thing is that he, he believes. He believed it, right? Then he questions, like, okay, I believe it, but how do I know? Then God gives him instruction, do A, B, and C, right? And then here it is. Then it says that he fell into a deep sleep. He rested, Okay, And then right after he rests, the Bible says he saw a terrifying vision of darkness and horror. How many times have you laid on your face in prayer and gave something to God and it didn't get easier? Like, Lord, I need you to change this situation. Father, I need you to do this right now. Like, you don't understand, like we're telling God, you don't understand how bad I need this to change for my heart. Father, please, I know I'm not the only one that's laid on my face and cried something that meaningful out to God. Father, I need you to change my situation now or it's going to ruin me. I've been around some people where they've prayed and said, Father, I need you to change my situation now or I might just kill myself. That's easier for my heart. Imagine the severity of that moment. Okay, it didn't get easier, right? And, and we've laid there and we've cried out on our face and we've prayed and then we keep going and for t- 12 more months, it gets harder. It, it, see, God is just trying to do something in you that you can't do on your own strength. He's trying to make you and mold you. How many, how many of you ever prayed like, God, just create me exactly who you want me to be? Anybody prayed that? How many of you know that he's going to do it? Whether you like it or not. He's going to do it, I promise. I've prayed that many times. Like, God, there's more of you. There's more of your presence. There's more of your grace. There's more of your peace. Father, I want to find it. Oh, man, has he helped me find it. And I just have to have my mistakes on a national level but that's okay. I'll be all right. But see, the cool thing about that is, is that I serve a God that isn't done yet. He's already won the battle that I'm trying to fight myself. Amen. So as he fell into a deep sleep, so this is what I want to talk about. He rested. Once we give it to God, okay, he gives, he did, he, he, we obey, right? We live this life of obedience. We've talked about that so many times. Pastor Darren's talked about so many times, this life of obedience of just finding and following Jesus the best that we can letting the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us into all truth. And we try and we try and we try. And, and sometimes we keep living for Jesus and it doesn't get easier. Life actually gets harder. We lose friends because we believe in a God that they don't want to believe in. Or someone that you really were close to or drawn to wants nothing to do with you now. Or that job you were really praying for, God says, no, you're not going to have it. Um, I mentor to, to um, one older than me, gentleman. And a younger gentleman, who you guys have seen before. Um, but the older guy, he called me. He said, hey, can, can we talk? And uh, I think it was yesterday morning. Uh, he called me early in the morning. And he said, hey, I'm doing this, doing this acting stuff, you know. And I'm like, yeah, man, you're doing a great job and all that. Excuse me. And, uh, and he said, man, this job, this opportunity. He's been waiting for an opportunity. We've been praying for opportunity. We have been praying, seeking it out, praying, praying, praying. This opportunity came up where he'd be like the lead guy in this thing. And I don't know if you guys know anything about acting, but that doesn't come by just like that. Usually you're in the background, like, you know, walking a dog or, you know, you're painting a fence or something like that. Then you move on up, right? And he's been waiting just for something. Now he's going to be the lead guy like that. And he said, Derek, there's a problem. I said, what's the problem? He said, I don't trust the script. It's going to turn into stuff that I don't believe in. (laughs) We've been praying so hard. And now he has the Holy Spirit telling him, don't take this job. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Um, 
Derek, uh, you've been praying really hard and you're on your way to the Super Bowl, but now you just got to stop and retire because that's what I want you to do, huh? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't hear that one. Uh, I'm going to just, I'll, I'll win the Super Bowl and then we can pray about it later. Uh, <laughs> this man has, he was so strong. He said, Derek, I turned it down. He said, I turned it down. It is not getting easier. I have prayed. I've obeyed. He's given me instruction. I've obeyed. I've believed it. I've done all of these things. I've laid on my face. I rested. I even rested. I laid there and said, God, this is yours. I rested his, he rested his heart. He didn't just go to sleep for like months. Okay. He didn't hibernate like the bears. I see your sweatshirt. (laughs) Sensitive topic, man. My, My best friend plays for them now. Hurts my heart. Khalil, I love you. Um, Miss you, brother. Uh, He didn't just go to sleep, man. He rested his heart. He said, no, I'm just going to rest my heart. God, you're going to bring the right opportunity. He brought an opportunity, but then he said, I'm going to dangle this in front of you see if you take it. I just want to see if you're going to take this because I'm telling you not to. And he said, Derek, I obeyed again. He said, I said, then what's the problem, man? You did good. He said, there's another job opportunity that I want so bad that has just come up. I actually got the role last year and they prolonged and delayed the show and it came back up and I I crushed the audition and all of these things. And man, I'm just a little nervous about it. I said, man, trust me, you're doing the right thing. Just let it, let God have it, man. It is his. I'm telling you right now. And I believe with everything in me that um, because he declined that one big show that it was going to be, that God is going to bring him something better. And it's going to be better than anything he ever dreamed of. And I said, man, it may not be the biggest show. It may not be a bigger show or a bigger movie or anything like that. I said, but it's going to be the right one. I said, there's going to be someone on that set that you're going to lay hands on and see change forever. I said, there's going to be someone on that path, on that journey that God wants to reach and he's going to use you to do it. Did you know that God's more important than your job? <laughs> Did you know that God is more important than what you think is important? You see... If he just thought his job and his career and all these things of just being successful was important, he would have took that job and he would have went down this trail and he would have done some things on a scene or on a set that he probably didn't want to do. And maybe he would have ended up just quitting and then he would have never had a job again, right? Who knows? Maybe it would have went great and nothing would have happened. But God didn't have that plan for him. You see, he is so in tune to God's voice that he said, no, I'm just going to rest in you and I trust him. And he said, Derek, whatever happens from here on out, man, I know that I can just trust him. I said, praise God, man. I said, praise God. He gets it. And so it says that he rests, and it didn't get easier, right? It did not get easier. We've all prayed. We've all had moments where we've, we've tried to go in and pray and all these things and just give it to God, and then it gets harder. Okay, but here's the best part. You guys ready for this? Who wants the good news? Yeah, I want the good news too. As the sun went down, this is a few verses later. As the sun went down and it became dark, Abram saw a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch pass between the halves of the carcasses. So Yahweh made a covenant with Abram that day and said, I have given this land to your descendants all the way from the border of Egypt to the great Euphrates, Euphrates River. <laughs> it didn't get easier. And all he did was rest. And he just gave it to God. He didn't change anything in between then. He rested, gave it to God. God gave him instruction He obeyed it. He rested. Even though it was hard, he rested. And then he claimed what God had already said was his. It was his, and he got to claim it at that moment. You see, I I, I tried to fight it. 
I tried to fight it so hard. I didn't, I didn't let, I didn't rest long enough. Some of us are very impatient. If my iPhone doesn't open the internet fast enough, I just forget it and I go find my computer. My, I, trust me, are you the only, I'm not the only one that does that. Thank you very much for being honest again. We're very impatient sometimes, especially when it, we're talking about years of waiting on something. But let me tell you this, if God has already promised it to you, it is yours. Amen, does anyone hear that? Anyone receive that? So I want to, I want to read some things that are already yours. Is that okay? I love, I love the word of God. And I love, I love just reading these. And I, I might just do it the rest of the time. If you guys are okay with that. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live alone in your land that the Lord God is giving you. So if you honor your father and your mother, even if they don't deserve it, I'm going to live long in the land that God is giving me. Sweet. That's a promise. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Isaiah says, but those who hope in Yahweh will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Isaiah also says, so do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you, help you. I will withhold you with your, with my righteous right hand. Again, in Isaiah, he says, do not fear. I will help you again in Isaiah. He says, no weapon formed against you will prevail and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. This is the heritage of the servants of Yahweh, and this is their vindication from me, declares God. In James, it says this, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. How many of, how many of us need some wisdom? I needed some this week, and I didn't ask for it. Maybe I should have asked him for it, but this is a promise to us. Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. <laughs> It'll get you, man. The word of God's going to get you here in a second. I'm just waiting for the right ones. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins, purify us from all unrighteousness. John says, for God so loved the world that he gave one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. How many of you know there's eternal life waiting for those that love and trust God? Amen, right? That is the good news right there. That is the good news right there. Once again, thanks for listening. If you live in the Bay Area, we would love for you to join us at a Sunday gathering in San Ramon. For directions, gathering times, or information about our Brave Kids program, visit us at brave.church. Also, if you want to help support what God is doing through Brave, you can give online to the Brave Foundation at brave.church forward slash foundation.